case that they did not, I guess. Um, but either way, he definitely left his mark. So we want to talk about that a little bit. I'm also going to be talking about Miss Karuchi Tran, um, who has really kind of like built herself up as this standout actress that a lot of us did not know she could be. Um, she started off as just, you know, Chris Brown's girlfriend. Um, and she is now one of the breakout stars in the TNT show Claws. Um, so she just talks a little bit about her, um, her fashion choices, what kind of brought her to, um, her favorite style moments within the season of Claws, um, which is actually a super dope show it reminds me of like a steel magnolias but modern if that makes sense um next up we'll be talking about SZA um you guys know that I absolutely must and always do talk about mental health matters here on faith and fashion 360 so she is opening up about dealing with ADHD um how that has been a rough ride for her um and she gave a little bit of insight into her experience with the disorder um and I thought that again it's something super important to talk about because we look at some of our favorite celebrities influencers singers rappers artists and um we think that because they are now living a different lifestyle that they don't become plagued with some of the same attacks that we are plagued with in our everyday lives Um, so I definitely want to talk about that as as a way for motivation for somebody who may also be dealing with an ADHD and um, you know just attempting to find some different experiences coping skills and mechanisms to get through their day Um, in entrepreneur news I definitely want to talk about Miss Jessica Dupart of Kaleidoscope she is dropping gems on staying power and next level hustle um now she is somebody that i would for sure say is marketing genius um just over like a very simple product she doesn't have like an overcomplicated product it's not a product that um you know or it's not even a line that has like a bunch of different um inventory different products or anything like that um but she is she's making it she is making it and she is um she's doing the thing so she's going to be dropping some gems and and hopefully this is something that a couple of my fellow entrepreneurs and business women businessmen can use next up 88% of new entrepreneurs are happy they started their business during the COVID-19 pandemic. I would not say that I'm fully one of those 88%, but I'm one of the people who really pivoted my business during the COVID-19 pandemic. So I still would go ahead and include myself in that number. Um, So people who launched a small business during the pandemic say they do not regret taking the plunge into entrepreneurship. So we'll talk about that as well. Um, And then last but not least, there is going to be a um, series on the Revolt Network. So if you're not familiar with that, that's kind of like the, um, 
that's like the 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 network that Diddy has. So Revolt and Target are actually joining forces to launch a series showcasing Black founders. Um, it's called Bet on Black, and it's a new series where Black entrepreneurs pitch their businesses in the hopes of securing critical funding. Um, so that's going to be super exciting. And shouts to Revolt and Target for that. So we got lots of exciting stuff coming up here tonight on Faith and Fashion 360. Make sure you're following me at faith and fashion 360 the radio show get into some music and we will be right back
Hey, it's your girl, Jacinth Headlam, actress and author of Love After. And guess what? You're listening to Faith and Fashion 360 featuring my girl, Brianna Afosu. Love you, girl. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Afosu, and we are live here at Funk Nation Radio. So first up, you know, we got some fashion news. Um, You know, I, <clears throat> one of my, like, Items of choice for shopping, definitely handbags. I mean, I had to go in my closet and really like rearrange the entire top part of my closet just so all of my purses could go there. It was, um, and honestly, I still feel like I didn't have enough room. But I definitely want to talk about some handbag trends that are sticking around for 2022. Again, you probably have most of them already hanging out in your closet, but here we go. First up, we have the oversized tote bag. The oversized shopping tote is a new statement bag perfect for a range of looks and occasions. What makes this carry-all stand out is its intricately weaved yet structured design that elevates the bag more than just running errands around town. Paired with a sleek leather skirt and matching blazer, this is the only drama we're bringing into 2022. Next up, the pencil bag. Um, So imagine the... Like that black, very structured leather purse that your grandma has. I'm telling you, like all of the vintage fashion stuff is just like repeating and revolving. Um, Simple yet sophisticated, the pencil bag is a modern design that can be worn with pretty much anything. Big enough to fit our essential items, yet small enough for a compact yet chic addition, this is one of our favorite purses. For a mute classic, go for a neutral colored structured shoulder bag that you'll love both day and nights. Next up, the handlebag trend. The handlebag made its mark in 2021, so it's only right that we continue to carry it into the new year. The combined style with the quilted trend makes it great for dressing up or down in your winter's finest. So imagine like your <clears throat> puffer jacket, but in, in a purse. Whether it's worn with leather on leather or a sporty but chic look, this is a perfect fit for almost any fashion forward occasion. Let's see. And what else we got? Um, <clears throat> One of the other bag trends that I truly truly enjoy are like the um they're like a little suit like a small suitcase so they have like the latch on the top again like a very structured bag and one of the things that I noticed too are people are getting rid of like the bigger bulkier bags I myself have not quite subscribed to that yet because I'm gonna be honest my larger tote bags may also double as my baby bag because I have not fully like subscribed to toting around a baby bag. I tried to find the most fashionable baby bag I could. And while I think I may have done it, there's still something in me that's like, I did not sign up for this. They're just not cute. Like, it looks like I'm going hiking, and I am not. I'm not going hiking. 
I'm never go hiking. Um, so people are actually getting rid of like those bigger, um, like shoulder bags, like the big canvas bags. Um, I still love them, but I think, you know, just kind of in the age of convenience in the age of being like sleek and chic, those don't really, um, you know, add on to that look. So there are a lot of places where you definitely can go and grab some of these statement bags, some of these um, bag trends. Brandon Blackwood's always a good place to go for that. Target always has very good, like trendy pieces um, for a fraction of the price. And then, of course, all of your fast fashion places like Fashion Nova, Forever 21, Ashean, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I definitely think that, you know, it's been like a weird couple of months for fashion, especially as you go and you're transitioning into um, you're transitioning into the new year you're cleaning stuff out, you're getting rid of things. Um, I also want to take this time to put a shameless plug in. I actually wrote um, an article for the January issue of um, Pretty Bossy Magazine. So if you were here two weeks ago, I had Onyx Frederick on and she is the CEO of Pretty Bossy Enterprises, just like the entire um, conglomerate. Um, and she has Pretty Bossy Brand Magazine under that. Um, so I am the contributing fashion and beauty writer for it. And um, one of the things that I wrote about was getting rid of or just how to go about cleaning and purging through your closet, especially as we go into the new year. Now, this was something that I pretty much had been working on slash struggling with for the entire year 2021. So I could say that towards the end of 2021, I was like, okay, I'm finally satisfied with this. Um, But you know, it was a really interesting article to write because it really brought me to thinking about how we um, hang on to certain things, especially um, if there's like an emotional attachment, et cetera, et cetera, to it. And um, then we wind up like having too much stuff. So you definitely want to find the balance between hanging on to these trendy pieces and just kind of being a mini hoarder because we absolutely do not want that. Uh, So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. When we come back, we are going to continue on with our fashion news. Um, We'll be talking about the great Andre Leon Talley, who unfortunately passed away um, last Wednesday at the age of 73. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Coming after me 
Hey, what's up? It's Torin Wells. Thank you so much for watching this essential worship video. Make sure that you click one of these tabs to get chords, to subscribe, and to watch more videos. You're listening to Funk Nation Radio, WTFS-DB, in Freemansburg, Pennsylvania, and Hempstead, New York. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at Funk Nation Radio. So next up, um, you know, definitely some sad fashion news. Um, this past Wednesday, the great Andre Leon Talley, who has really been, like, if we just, I mean, we just got to give him his flowers. Um, he was one of the pioneering names, faces, and forces in fashion. And he was also a black man. Um, you know, there were lots of things said in regards to, um, his contribution to the, pushing forward of black people in fashion. There was a lot said about, um, different efforts. And of course you are never going to make everyone happy, but one thing you cannot deny is this man's expertise, his abilities, um, and how trailblazing he absolutely was. Um, so he passed away at the age of 73 due to the effects of COVID and underlying health issues. Um, Tally, who went from being a young man living in Durham, North Carolina, to being a fashion editor who traveled the world and worked at the helm of Vogue, is the very reason many black men and women chose to pursue a career in the industry. His educational background in French literature prepared him to enter the world of fashion, where three of the four fashion capitals of the world are overseas, including Paris, Milan, and London. While he was present during some of fashion's most memorable and historical times, he worked uh, alongside Diana Veerlin and at prominent publications such as Interview, W, WWD, and the New York Times. However, Tally wasn't just a fly on the wall. He also made history himself by becoming the first black person to work as a senior fashion editor and creative director at Vogue. His talent and skill was undeniable. He pushed the bounds of old fashion trends to open up the door for more black models on the runway and for more black stylists, writers, and designers. Although we're still making strides with diversity and equality, the industry that now has several black editors leading the charge at major fashion and beauty publications partly stands where it is today because of Tally's efforts. His personal style was the epitome of exuberance in fashion royalty. He was known for sporting and popularizing the iconic Norma Kamala Kamali sleeping bag coat, which he often mimicked the silhouette of with his custom long coats and robes designed by the finest luxury fashion houses. Um, he has worked on the Met Gala for Vogue. I mean, he literally was absolutely everywhere. 
Um, He leaves behind an intimate glimpse of his journey in his memoir, The Chiffon Trenches, and that is available pretty much everywhere. You can get that on Amazon. You can get that at Barnes and Noble. Um, And it really just kind of gives you an insight into his journey. May he rest in peace. I definitely feel like he absolutely provided so much to the fashion world. He absolutely provided so much to the fashion world. The first time that I came across Andre Leon Talley was on America's Next Top Model, which has since been deemed very toxic environment. But, um, you know, I think that um, he definitely did his work. He definitely did the work. He definitely... um, he definitely made his mark. And um, I think that that is truly something that we all just have to aspire to do. Your vision, your plan, and the things that you are led to do are not always going to make everyone happy. They're not always going to be 100% agreed on. They're not always going to be uh, collectively liked, applauded, or acknowledged. Um But as long as you know you are doing the work, I think that is what matters. So it will definitely be missed. He had definitely had a good life. Um, 2021 slash 2022 is snatching some of the greats. Snatching some of the greats. I mean, Betty. Betty, I mean, first of all, let me just tell you, I celebrated Betty White's birthday like I knew her. I felt like I did. Definitely felt like I knew her. Um, and now we have Andre Leon Talley. Um, you know, and it's just important to live every moment and really get the most out of every single second that you have here on this earth because the time is for sure fleeting um so you're here with me at faith and fashion 360 when we come back we'll be talking about miss karuchi trans who is opening up about some of her favorite style moments as she has like catapulted into this actress and she's good too like she's actually very very good the show claws um Definitely not for everybody, Um, but it follows these, this group, uh, just a motley crew of nail techs as they just kind of navigate things in Florida and um, things get wild, things get crazy. And um, it definitely is an interesting show. But Karuchi is um, a character. She plays Virginia. And... um, she definitely has stepped really heavily into that role and done very well at it. So when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about her favorite fashion moments as she gets ready for the next season of Claws. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. King, we the soldiers, ultra beam out the solar. When I get to heaven's gates, I ain't gotta peek over. Keeping perfect composure. When I scream at the chauffeur, I ain't mean I'm just focused. I ain't mean I'm just focused. Put a lean out slower, got us clean out of soda. Before the flood, people judge. They did the same thing to Noah. Everybody wanted Yandy. The Jesus Christ did the laundry. They say that we start on Monday, but the strong start on Sunday. 
Won't be in bondage to any man. John 8:33. We the descendants of Abraham. Yea, shall be made free. John 8:36. To whom the Son set free is free indeed. He say the wretch like me. Hallelujah! 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 circumstances that follow the nail 
artist of Manatee County, but also unlocks garish style that gets even more dialed up in the final season. It's the final season. I didn't even realize. In Virginia's world, her wardrobe has kind of matured in a sense of how she's making money and she's leveling up. Tran collaborated closely with Claw's costume designer, Dolores Ibarra, to bring the radiant neon splash outfits and fully accessorized ensembles to life. She's very open to working together. So whatever ideas I have, she'll let me go in and I'll look at everything on the rack and I'll pick and choose. When highlighting her favorite outfit in the series, Tran reminisces on the intro scene for the drama. One of my favorite scenes is from... One with my intro scene with the bucket hat and the little top. Tran prides herself on playing a role in the costume selection behind the scenes. She allows me to have a say as well, which is great for me because I'm able to build my character and to build Virginia. And while she acknowledges that she probably wouldn't wear the showy wardrobe pieces that Virginia has in her closet, she does admire her diva flair. Locke, a dynamic character we followed closely since season one, um, has really grown and sought out the sisterhood with the other nail artists. And um, she definitely has been a breakout character for that. She talks a little bit about the Virginia character stating she grew up in a broken home. She didn't really have a mother or father, so she's always yearning or looking for a place to feel seen or to be held. And that's why she struggled so much with being a part of the crew at first. She sees this crew. They're all individually so different, but you see the bond and you see the energy and you see the love and she just wants to be loved. Locke is also on an important journey to self-discovery, self-love, and self-determination throughout the the hit show's final season. And Tran is on the same wavelength in terms of her personal style, career development, and how she has been growing her jewelry line, K by Karuchi. The reclamation of her favorite cultural 90s fads and turning them into her own successful business has further affirmed Tran as a fashionable trailblazer. I think over the years, I've learned to dress for comfort. Comfort is not necessarily like loungewear or leggings, which I do love sometimes, but what makes me feel comfortable and makes me feel confident. It could be a little black dress and I can feel like the hottest person in the room. Um, and then she also has K by Karuchi that I definitely want to talk about. It is eco friendly packaging, responsible manufacturing, um, she currently has out her body collection for that, um, but that is available at KKAE by Um The inspiration behind K by Karuchi is based on her 90s and LA uh, roots. Karuchi is extremely inspired by her black and Asian cultures, and that's where her inspiration came from. Um, so she's got bracelets, she's got rings, she's got necklaces, um, and everything is super, super affordable. I absolutely, I just love her. I love her evolution. I do. I love her evolution. People can say a lot of different things about how you start and <clears throat> the company you were around and the company that you kept. Um, but as long as you take those struggles 
monetize it, make some money out of it, make a testimony out of it to help somebody else, you are absolutely on the right track. So don't take, you know, that current situation where you currently are and allow that to beat you down and not uh, motivate you to make that a footstool and rise up higher than you ever could. So shouts to Karuchi for that. When we come back, I'll be talking about the collaboration we didn't even know we needed. Um, it is via Prada and one of our other favorite brands. Um, they are teaming up for a new sustainable collection, which I will talk about when we come back. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's Onyx Frederick and you are now tuned in to Faith and Fashion 360 only on Funk Nation Radio. Cool. 
people that they figure out I am just no more No, I'm rude, girl What do you say now? Quit on the world Cause it ain't going your way now Quit on yourself Cause you're scared to find a way out Say no more, girl here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at Funk Nation Radio. So Adidas and Prada are teaming up again for a new sustainable collection. If there's one thing that will never go out of style, it's an Adidas tracksuit. The iconic athleisure has been a classic wardrobe staple for DJs, dancers, 90s enthusiasts, fashion lovers, and everyone in between. Over the last few years, we've seen new iterations from the brand's collaborations with designers and tastemakers, including Beyonce's Ivy Park. And now the tracksuit is getting a luxurious facelift by the Italian fashion house Prada. Prada and Adidas first announced their long-term partnership in 2019, and since then they've released two collections, making this release the third. However, prior to the latest collection, both brands collaborated only on accessories and footwear, but this time they've designed a collection of apparel, accessory, bags, and footwear. From the three-stripe footwear silhouettes designed with Prada's detachable four-foot overlays to the three-stripe ready-to-wear accessories designed with Prada's signature triangle emblem. This collection is a true collaboration and a celebration of two iconic brands. They also embrace the collaborative spirit by displaying their shared commitments to sustainability through design. Each piece was constructed in Italy with a sustainable nylon fabric that Prada coins re-nylon. The Italian fashion house first launched the material in 2019. It was created through recycling plastic waste collected from oceans, fishing nets, and textile fiber waste. Re-nylon can be recycled indefinitely while maintaining its initial quality. With that said, all of the pieces within the collection, including the shoes, bucket hat, crossbody bag, duffel bag, tote, and apparel, are all contributing to a more sustainable environment. The Adidas for Prada Re-Nylon Collection is now available globally at Prada Boutiques and on Prada.com as well as Adidas.com. Um, I, def- I think that this one's important. Because as I look at um, 
the unseasonably warm winters and the unseasonably hot summers. I mean, global warming is a thing, y'all. And I think that obviously there is no way to like rebuild the ozone layer. There's no way to um to get back what we've lost. But I think that it's high time we do something to preserve what we've got left. Um, you know, a lot of these places that are getting into sustainability, that are getting into recyclable um and reusable materials, um, granted. This does come with a little bit of a price tag. And a lot of them are doing it in a way that does not come with like a crazy looking price tag. Like I think that we've gotten to a place where a lot of these larger fashion houses, a lot of these bigger brands have been able to really do the research and figure out how they can do that in a way that everybody is able to enjoy it in a way that everybody is able to consume it. I think the same can be said for like NFTs, which do not ask me about because I'm still, I'm still figuring out what that even means. I don't even just, where does this stuff come from? Um, some of it's just not clicking. I think when you just add like a technology to anything and it feels like math to me, I freeze up. So, um, you know, a lot of these brands are really getting into the sustainability um, and the environmentally conscious of it all. And I think that that is super important, um, you know, for really making your mark in the way that you can make your mark. Um, Sometimes we look and we feel like we need to, um, you know, do what would be deemed like these earth shattering things. Um, in our corner of the world. And I think that we have to use the gifts, skills, and talents that we have to make our mark in the way that we can make our mark. So the black designers, the the beauty brand owner, it's like making sure that your packaging is sustainable or making sure that the things are biodegradable. Like however that is and whatever that means for you, I think is important to not think that any contribution is too small. There's no contribution too small. There's no contribution that is too minute. I think that we have to um, really start to take stock of, of the things that we do and the things that we are fantastic at. So, you know, if that is making your mark and making your lane in a fashion industry, if that's making your mark and making your lane um, at work and doing something fantastic for your coworkers, that is plenty. That is plenty, and that might even be more than enough. Um, So when we come back, we'll move on to some business, entrepreneur, mental health news here on Faith and Fashion 360. If you want to get some more information about Faith and Fashion 360, I want you to do one of two things, or both of them. Both of them are okay, too. Um, So you can follow me on Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show, and you can also sign up for my text community. Um, That is just where I'm going to keep you abreast on everything that I have going on, whether that is Faith and Fashion 360, whether that's blogging, writing, or modeling, just so that we can stay connected. Um, So the phone number for that is 610-897-7964. And I want you to text FF360 to that phone number so that we can stay connected. We're going to continue on with our show when we come back. Get into some music. We'll be right back. Out of all we've been through. 
we're still right here. It's the remix. Intentional. We made it, y'all. Let's go. The devil. You know he tried to stop it. But we made it. But you know what? Yeah. No one. Yo. I got my West Coast family with me. Put your hands together for Latoya Williams. Christian hip-hop, rhythm and praise, then Funk Nation Radio is the way to go all day. Hey, it's your girl Jacinth Headlam, actress and author of Love After, and guess what? You're listening to Faith and Fashion 360 featuring my girl Brianna Afosu. Love you, girl. All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Afosu, and we are live here at Funk Nation Radio. So, you guys know that I never miss an opportunity 
to talk mental health. It is something that is present. It is something that we all deal with in one way or another. And I think that it is important to be armed with experiences, testimonies, resources, plus the other, and maybe all three in order for us to really band around, build a community so that none of us feel alone in those experiences. So um, the artist SZA is opening up about dealing with ADHD. Um, She recently opened up a couple weeks back about what it's like dealing with ADHD. um, And she took to Twitter to give some insight into her experience with the disorder. Having an unmedicated adult ADHD is really hard and absolutely nobody has empathy for it because we're all grown and busy. But golly, I'll be ready to tap out. What she actually said is not Faith and Fashion 360 approved, but you get the point. ADHD, for anyone who does not know, stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And according to WebMD, many children who are diagnosed with the disorder will outgrow it. However, 60% of kids end up going into adulthood with it. The basic symptoms of ADHD are having trouble with concentration and following directions, but adults dealing with ADHD have more serious effects. Some of those effects can include anxiety, depression, procrastination, and in some more extreme cases, addiction. In a May Instagram post, a New Jersey native shared that she has debilitating anxiety. She said, I hate being outside more than I can explain. I really have this anxiety. I'm only posting that because y'all would have found them anyway. Um, This time last year, she did send out a series of tweets as well, touching on one of her symptoms from the disorder. Adult unmedicated ADHD is actually terrifying, much deeper than procrastination. I really can't recall what I'm supposed to do. In another tweet, she said, I can't make music on Adderall because I actually have ADHD and instead of turning me up, it turns me way down, yet hyper-focus, meaning 1,000 takes later of the same line and no excitement or connection about it. Um, You know, so she definitely has been very open about dealing with that and dealing with those thoughts um and one of the things that I want to say to that because I I think again we we look at some of our some of these celebrities one of the things that I will say and um I'm just kind of being led to to talk about that but one of the things I'll say is that our generation and I mean specifically like millennials, um, you know, mid to early 30s kind of deal. We have gotten to this space where we make a mockery of the things that we're going through or the things that we've gone through. And I've seen so many videos of people just kind of poking fun at um, the things that they're being attacked with. And poking fun at the things that they they go through on a daily basis. And I want to encourage you to really do the work and not just have it be a performative piece to also say, "I, I too struggle and go through this. Because there's somebody looking at it and there's somebody looking at you talking about your struggles 
and not even you're not even really talking about them you're kind of making fun of them you're making a video about it you've created a whole niche behind it and really miss the opportunity to help someone else let's take for example um my mom passed away in april of 2021 so i realize that um though it is not large and uh super commanding influence i do still have influence so in that influence i don't talk about those ebbs and flows of grief or when i do talk about it i do so in the form of a super wry off-putting joke so that may say to somebody your grief's a joke that could say to somebody um you don't necessarily need to continue to talk about this because everybody goes through this so whatever so we definitely have to be very careful in the things that we are experiencing to not belittle our experiences and empower ourselves to speak about our um struggles because we all we all go through the struggles we all deal with the struggles um and i think it's important for us to get get some help <laughs> seek some help talk to to people who are definitely going to give you sound counsel and really dive deep into your word because there is an answer for everything every single thing but i think you know we definitely have to stop um brushing things off as a joke because we do not we don't heal that way um so while it's nice to bound off a series of tweets just as kind of like a sounding board because i'm sure at that time she was able to find people who also dealt with those experiences and vice versa i think then to maybe um go ahead and say these are the resources that i have and and and, and maybe the whole moment was just for her to say i don't have any so prayerfully at that time she was able to get some things that may help her within her world but i encourage you to share the resources i encourage you to share the ugly parts the holidays were super tough for me it felt like i was on autopilot because those are times where you see your family those are the times where you get to see your friends and i navigated the holidays and i navigated what would be my daughter's first experience with the holidays without my mom so that sucked and it was tough and i'm okay with telling people that it sucked and that it was tough and also what i did to get through those couple months um so so really just wanting to encourage you right now to um to share those things to speak about them as comfortably as you can as much as you can be because somebody else needs that testimony somebody else needs that story and i think it it is a disservice when we decide to make light of the things that make us who we are and brought us to where we need to be so definitely uh keeping SZA in my prayers that she will um go forth and get the help that she needs um and and get to a place where she needs to be so she can continue to be great and, and pop out some music um next up we're going to be talking some entrepreneur matters um first up we got miss jessica duparts of kaleidoscope hair products um she 
has really been deemed the queen of social media marketing because she identified a problem and she came out swinging with the solution and you really saw the evolution of that brand you really saw um it go from just kind of like the grainy low quality photos to really um stepping into high quality marketing but she did what she 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 had she did what she could with what she had at the time until she elevated to do more um so i recently was um honored to be featured in queen size magazine and i'll go ahead and uh post that article for you as well on faith and fashion 360 the radio show but one of the things i spoke about was um this need for us to feel like we have to have the most expensive camera we've got to have you know the the you know, we've got to have everything like in place, but if it's something you love to do and you've got the, the will for it, the way it's going to come. So you're here with me at faith and fashion 360, get into some music and we'll be right back. We'll never be defeated. Somehow God will always get the glory. Hallelujah. Sing it! 
this is your girl, Marette Brown-Clark. I like this show. You're listening to Faith and Fashion 360 with my girl, Brianna. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at Funk Nation Radio. Jessica Dupart of Kaleidoscope dropped gems on staying power and the next level hustle. She could truly be called the queen of social media marketing, and if anything, her photo should be beside the definition of level up in the dictionary. From her early viral videos rolling up on celebrities with her edge control and miracle drops, to building a following of more than 2 million followers on Instagram and turning many of them into diehard customers, she's launched her hair care brand Kaleidoscope into a multi-million dollar empire. As a teen mom, the New Orleans native pursued a career as a licensed cosmetologist and advanced into bringing her dreams of owning a salon to reality in 2006, building a loyal clientele for over a decade. A tragic fire served as a challenge, but propelled her to go bigger and harder as she reopened her salon in 2014, launching Kaleidoscope hair products in the same year. In 2017, she decided to pursue the other side of the industry as a product line boss full-time and extended the legacy by launching Kaleido Cares, an organization that gives back to the community. She's done all of this while juggling duties of being a grandmother and a businesswoman. If there's one person who can remind you that there are no excuses, it is her. She talks about her version of balance, how she's continuing to make sure Kaleidoscope becomes a household name, and her advice for young women looking to boss up on their own terms. When she's asked about her presence on social media and launching her brand into success via word of mouth, um, she was asked what the key was to infiltrating the market and cultivating a unique brand. She says, I was doing something called the edge police, and I would hire people who were popular online. Comedian Michael Blackston was coming to New Orleans, and I reached out to his team to see if I could get him to do a video. Initially, I was just bringing him the products to make a video, but instead, we decided to shoot a mini skit where I knocked on the door and I told him, I saw the woman you were downstairs with, and she was bald-headed. Honestly, that one video basically walked me into the door with other people. It went from one celebrity to another. I will say the lesson in that was to never be afraid to reach out. Before I reached out to him, I got a million no's. It took one yes to open that door that I didn't even think would be the one. She was also asked to tell us a few lessons about the day-to-day aspects of running a business that she wished she learned earlier in her career. She said, honestly, I wish I'd learned the practice of team building and hiring properly. I've never had to do a resume ever, so looking at them was like reading a different language. Also, I had to learn about how to follow up or call referrals. That has been one of the biggest lessons for me to date. Another lesson was scaling at the right time and not necessarily being scared to invest money into the business. You have to make sure you're paying attention to what's growing and the speed at which it's growing. Paying attention to the products that are moving fast and be sure to keep up with your inventory. The third lesson involves understanding the changes of social media. Yes, girl. Since it's ever-changing, never get discouraged with the way it changes. I'm a person who has a passion for content. 
So we would do these big campaigns, but then social changed and it's like they're not interested in two minute videos. That can be a hit on someone who's a creative who likes to do larger products, projects. So it's just about knowing how to pivot when the changes come. She also gave some tips for someone who's just starting out or those looking to launch a brand that can surpass the viral moments and stand the test of time. She said the biggest thing was what I found when I paid attention to social media. You'd see brands that had a great ride, but then they would start to slow down. So in my first 18 months of doing business, I put all of my profit back into it. I would not touch it for a long time. I didn't want to touch my profit at 2000 and say, hey, we did good this week. I wanted to touch it at 200000 So you might have to sit through and celebrate with your friends on their successes that might have come faster than yours. You might have to watch social and celebrate things, but never celebrate too early. Always keep your foot on the gas and keep your eye on the end goal. A lot of money can come fast, but if you don't spend it correctly, you'll lose the business. There's a difference between a lifestyle and a moment. It could be, I have this great business. I was able to buy this fancy car but then you don't have enough money to keep up inventory or enough to scale to put into marketing because you spent it all. I think the focus should be on creating a brand and making sure you reinvest in your company versus trying to create an image. Um, I definitely want to stop there before I continue. I think that that part is definitely important. Um, you know, we get very caught up in the Shopify numbers. People share, you know, the little snaps people share of their Shopify. We get caught up in, um, you know, people, again, sharing those glimpses and those snapshots of their successes. Because that's just kind of what we've been trained and conditioned to do on social media. But I encourage you for your next couple wins to just keep them to yourself for a second and don't get bogged down with feeling like you need those outside influences to feel like you've done a good job um and see what that does for you so to continue on she then continues to talk about the work-life balance um one of the things she said is that the hardest thing in the world is looking Like she's on Instagram, but sometimes she's just writing down ideas. Sometimes I'm closing out emails or doing other things for the business. The balance, I haven't found it yet. When is a slow time in business? The times where I think it's slow are the times when we have to put the structure together for when business picks up. She also talks about some self-care that she does. Um, She says, I am a stickler about having my hair look a certain way. So I keep my products around. After stepping from behind the chair and taking this journey of wearing my own natural hair, I just like styling my own hair. I also absolutely love music. It's the perfect combination of Jesus and Jeezy. That's it. That's me. If I need to get pumped or get my creative juices going, I turn on trap music. In the morning, I'll put on a Joel Olstein podcast and some Christian music to make sure I'm starting off grateful and in the right mental space. 
You can find out more about Jessica Dupart and her Kaleidoscope products via her Instagram or the brand's website, which is ilovecolors.com. I'm just saying. Amen and amen. Um, yeah, she definitely started off just doing one of the, one of the biggest things I said within that interview um, was just about how I love that people are discovered, noticed, and signed sometimes. Like, y'all see Woody the Great on Power Book 2 or whatever the name of the show is? I can't watch it because I do not think that Michael Rainey Jr. is a good actor. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm, just, I'm sorry. Um, but I'm just saying, you see some of these viral stars literally just making videos and videos on end. <clears throat> every day just in front of their camera they're not doing anything special there's not any super big um transitions or moments there it's just them being themselves and you look up and they are on tv shows and they are in commercials and they are doing the thing just from starting so if i can say anything to you in this moment it's to start Start now, start scared, start frustrated. I was gonna say start broke, but don't start broke. But start with the start with the little that you have. Despise not your small beginnings. Uh, so when we come back, we're gonna continue on with some entrepreneur news because apparently we are all loving this life and not regretting jumping into entrepreneurship in the middle of a pandemic. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back.
You're listening to Funk Nation Radio, WTFS-DB, in Freemansburg, Pennsylvania, and Hempstead, New York. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at FunkNationRadio.com. So at the height of the pandemic, when COVID-19 was only 19, COVID-19 is getting ready to be 22 now, um, there were a lot of changes for a lot of us. There were changes, there were pivots, there were triumphs, there were losses, um, immense losses. Um, but one thing that I noticed was that the creativity in us, because we were left with no other choices as we stayed home for weeks and months on end, as we were kind of left with no other recourse, but to kind of figure out how to keep ourselves going. Um, a lot of us started businesses. A lot of us started a new thing. A lot of us started podcasts. A lot of us just started to create things out of the bowels of what we could we could look at at the time as our despair, as our loneliness, as our trenches. Like we felt like we were in the trenches. And fast forward to this, what, what I'm getting ready to talk about. And I really think that it illustrates that we must go through a process. We must go through a process, whether we know that that process is coming, whether we understand what kind of ride it's getting ready to be, the process is necessary for each and every one of us. Um, so, you know, I had had seen all of these cheeky tweets about, you know, people starting a business, people, you know, deciding that they're going to get their LLC and yada, yada. And of course, there were there were all of the sideways jokes about it. But now as we look, we talk about how 88% of new entrepreneurs are happy they started their business during the COVID-19 pandemic. I can just say that the joke is on y'all. Those who launched small businesses during the pandemic don't regret taking the plunge into entrepreneurship. Many of the world's largest corporations were devastated by COVID-19 over the last two years. Fortune companies like JCPenney, Chuck E. Cheese, and Guitar Center, among many others, were adversely affected by plunging profits and high overhead, ultimately leading to them downsizing or closing their doors altogether. However, results from a new survey found that those who launched small businesses during the pandemic don't regret taking the plunge. The survey found that entrepreneurs invest 22 hours a week into their own business slash side hustle, and 88% of entrepreneurs report being happy with their decision to start their own businesses. The survey also found that almost two-thirds were already employed elsewhere when they made this decision, with more than half now being self-employed. The report also said that many entrepreneurs shared that they have a side hustle in addition to an entirely different career. And women led that charge, with 34% working full-time while balancing a side hustle. Findings also state that when leaning into entrepreneurship, the most common work opportunities include selling one's own product, 45%, providing a personal service, 26%, and freelance work, 21%. The pandemic also built the foundation for an array of new side hustles, including clothing consignment, food delivery, and online teaching. 
Another key finding revealed the financial breakdown of upstart costs. Respondents shared that they invested over $6,700 in the past year alone. Businesses initiated prior to the COVID-19 pandemic required a higher dollar investment, as opposed to during the pandemic. The survey also revealed that nearly two out of three entrepreneurs said they will continue to work on their business after five years. When I tell you that that makes my heart swell, because we start a thing sometimes. We have a tendency, and I'm talking to you. I know it. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to me, too. Don't worry. I'm getting myself together also. But we start a thing. We start a thing, and it's not what we envision. We did not get the excitement. We did not get the love. We did not get the purchases, sales. We did not get the subscribers that we thought, and we stop. And we quit. And we don't go back to it. And then five years later, we're like, wow, why did I stop that thing? Because guess what? Five years of struggling and not living in your purpose versus five years of struggling, living your purpose is still going to be the same five years that pass by. So I always see this quote where it's like, choose your heart, pick, pick your heart, pick what um, you are getting ready to go forth in, in growing. Pick which one it is. Pick which one, because either way, you about to go through some things. So you can either go through some things with the vision that was placed in you, or you can go through some things living the same way you've been living and complaining and not being happy, fulfilled or, or purposeful the way God intended. So shouts to all of my entrepreneurs, shouts to all of the people putting everything into their business, also taking time for some self-care. You know, I got to talk about that. Um, but I love that for you. And I cannot wait to see what is going to happen for you in five years. I'm going to take this opportunity to put in a shameless plug for my baby, for my small business, Bella & Co. Beauty. That was something that I created back in 2018. Just within my own experiences of being a plus size model and being a pageant winner um, and just realizing that there was a very, very large gap in um, the readiness and the preparedness of makeup artists and hairstylists for African-American women. Um, I had the experience of going backstage and my hair used to be looking toe up. I can go ahead and post pictures. I'm not going to tag who did my hair. I'm not going to tag who did the makeup. Um, because prayerfully, they have gone on to get better at their craft. Anybody was prepared to do and I would walk out not feeling empowered and not feeling like um, I'm ready to rip the runway. And you know, if, if anybody's a model, if anybody has done any kind of in front of people situation, you want to look and feel your best and you don't walk away looking or feeling your best because there was no empowerment in that chair because it was just kind of like, well, let me see what I can throw together. And I got tired of people just throwing us together. So Bella and Co Beauty is my beauty and cosmetics brand where I am building up um, a large line of cosmetics products that is perfect for women of color, that is perfect for women who don't want to just be thrown together, who want to take some thought in what they're doing, who want to take some thought in how they're doing. So whether that is a full face of makeup, whether that is just a pair of eyelashes, whether that's just some lip gloss, 
I've got the perfect thing for you. So if you want some more information, I am going to go ahead and share my text community again. But for those who are interested in Bella & Co. Beauty, you can text Bella Co. to 610- 8977964. So again, shouts to all of my entrepreneurs, shouts to all of the people doing the thing that are going to push through the next 5 years and your brands are getting ready to be where eyes did not see them before. When we come back, I'll be kind of ending our show off with um some moving mountains, um, some really dope things, again, happening for small black businesses. You're here at me at Faith and Fashion 360, get into some music, and we'll be right back. Your very nature is holy. 
WTFSDB, Freemansburg, Pennsylvania, is Funk Nation Radio at FunkNationRadio.com. The kingdom has come. So now we stand and declare our liberty. Sing. We declare his kingdom come in the earth. We take back all that has been stolen. We've been made free and now have victory in him. We declare his kingdom come in the earth. We take back all that has been stolen. We've been made free and now have victory in him.
want are the slums. You talk to me like you knew me. Slap you right in your kufi. Remember was rocking Coogee, not spitting nasty. Loogie, I assassin a newbie while unraveling the truth. I can have if I choose it. I imagine it to be. Illuminating and lighting my niece's little name is Loomy. They say there wasn't no room. Out of the boss of Rumi, the one you compared to me. Shadow bossing it to me. They said my collar would juby. Back then they would call me Goofy O. No, I really won't stoop low. I've been high stepping all through the poop though. Been a G since I hop off the stoop, shooting nine trying to my own flute, but they no flute though. Hot like a rise, don't suit bros. Chance losing when I walking in the truth. Purpose fuel with vision, that's a new blow. Mad stupid when I'm hopping in the booth. Take away my energy and I reduce. Circle been approved, yeah, that's gonna give me boost. On the hard war floor, I used to lay. So I ain't got no time, to wait. Got no time to wait. I just do it for my fuck up in the age. I might as well go get it done today. Hey, see, I got no time to be sitting, wishing, and waiting for it. Give it all my time, be consistent, and more than patient for it. Patient. All negative forces on frontless, I'll probably make them forfeit. Yeah. When I told I to to record this, wanted to feel important. Yeah, feel important. Then he told me just to torture it, so I left him scorching. When I was young, I used to want to pull up in the Porsches. But then when a driver rode with morbid to eternal torment. See, I had came about the age dub. Seen killers who really ate slugs. Grab my dinner, have a paste up. Grab my football cleats and laced up. God said I'm the chosen one, I guess it I didn't ace up. From when we couldn't flush the toilet. And the winter rain had feet, so the pot through this steady boiling. Ovens was always open, windows was always broken. That was always provoking. Angels always arriving and demons always be poking. Ever I'm in the hood, say that I give them hope. I lead them right to the Lord, cause let them down is what he won't, and I will. Just another filthy human working out in the field. Only reason that I build is cause of what he instilled. Come on, tell them for real. Before you lay down at night, and you did not have a meal. It's real. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fulsa, and we are live here at FunkNationRadio.com. So prayerfully, you guys have enjoyed the show. You've walked away feeling motivated and ready to move forth into your week. I definitely want to share some um, feel-good news for some more of my Black entrepreneurs. Revolt and Target are joining forces to launch a series showcasing Black founders. Bet on Black is a new series where Black entrepreneurs pitch their businesses in the hopes of securing critical funding. Black founders only receive a fraction, 1.2% of the $147 billion in venture capital invested in U.S. startups throughout the first half of 2021. Compared to the more than 13% of the U.S. population that is Black or African American, those figures are concerning. Aware of this disparity, Target and Revolt recently announced they've partnered to advance Black founders who have disruptive ideas to make the world a better place. Target's multi-million dollar investment includes $500,000 in startup funding and mentorship for founders. Bet on Black, a new series where Black entrepreneurs pitch their businesses in the hopes of securing critical funding, will premiere on Revolt's digital platforms. The show features expert judges and celebrity guests, including T-Pain, Zarina Ackers, and DJ Envy, who will select their favorite business ideas to receive financial backing. Target's Melanie Gatewood-Hall, Senior Divisional 
of merchandising and apparel and accessories and the former director of multicultural merchandise will also serve on this panel of judges. Revolt and Target says the series aim is to invest in businesses that build communities, support social justice, and create lasting change, with one entrepreneur ultimately walking away with $200,000 in funding and mentorship from Target. Each episode will feature the business ideas of three innovative entrepreneurs working to revolutionize a range of industries, from technology and entertainment to style, beauty, and beyond. We appreciate Target for being a fearless partner that understands and supports our visions to launch programs like Bet on Black, which expand beyond entertainment to inform and inspire our community in every category. Empowering Black entrepreneurs starts with providing access to the capital, guidance and resources they need to build companies that revolutionize industries and make a scalable impact on the world. Target's multi-million dollar investment in the series is one of many in support of its racial equity action and change strategy to create an environment where Black guests feel more welcome and represented at Target. Come on now. Come on now. It's not just three little squares on the Instagram page because y'all know how I feel about that. So shouts to Target, shouts to Revolt, I guess by way, shouts to Diddy, aka Love, whatever he's changed his name to this week, um, for continuing to do fantastic things to help empower our communities. Again, I pray that you guys have enjoyed Faith and Fashion 360 this evening. A couple of ways that you can go ahead and stay in contact with me as well as keep updated on new episodes of the show. You can follow me one on Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show on Facebook. You can also go ahead and sign up for my text community. So you're going to go ahead and type FF360 to the number 610 610- Eight nine seven seven nine six four. Make sure you keep it locked for the rest of our Sunday night lineup. We got plenty more to go. DJ Rich Williams is getting ready to bring us into some house gospel um, into the evening. And we got plenty more after that. Make sure you come back next week, same time and same place. As always, happy Sunday and good night. This is my thing. This is my thank you to you. This is my thank you to you. Let's get it.
thank you to you This is my thank you to you See all of the things I've been through All of the things I've been through See this is my thank you to you This is my thank you to you See all of the things I've been through Hey. Christian.